So this is Steph from stephfuchio.com. Why do I sound uncertain about this? I'll tell you why. Because in the experiment that is now PodPomo National Podcast Posting Month this month where I'm posting 30 episodes in 30 days, I realized that my new lav mic sounds way worse than my mobile phone. (laughs) So the experiment today on day 26 is I have the mobile phone resting on my the front part of the laptop, but clearly not the trackpad. And I'm speaking into the side of it as to not have popping peas in my pronunciation. <laughs> so it feels kind of silly because I'm leaning into my mobile phone that is propped up by a, um, a very, very flexible mobile phone holder that doesn't just hold it so you can read it, but it holds it so it can be at an angle that you don't know why you would want it like this, except for moments like right now. Anyway, let me start over. Hey, this is Steph from stephfuccio.com with another experimental episode of National Podcast Posting Month. How's that for too much information on how the cheese is made? But it is the experimental month this month, so that's what I'm doing. Actually, it's part of what I'm doing. While I'm playing with sound, my guests are generous enough to have recorded reflections on their original episodes, whether they were a year or two or even three years ago. So uh, yesterday, you heard from Andy Curtin, and he and his reflections, it was actually a conversation that we had, not just him recording his reflections on his original episode from a year ago. I said two years in the <laughs> intro yesterday, and it wasn't two years. It was just one year. But um, yeah, between that conversation and everything that's happened in the year since we met in that interview, it really feels like we have known each other longer, and it feels like that particular experience was longer ago. So that was just, just a year ago. <sighs> anyway, so that was yesterday. Today, I'll tell you about in just a second, but let me tell you some goals that we have for this month. We have two goals. One is a shared experience. <laughs> just kidding. One is a share goal. I need your help in sharing information about the podcast. Now, Geopat's Now Pod Pomo is just a feed that's active during the month of November. The other podcasts in the network, Geopets Language, Geopets Podcasting, Geopets Coffee, you get the idea. There's seven of them total, six outside of this particular one. They, um, they need a little help in getting into other people's earbuds. And the best way to do that is for you to copy and paste the pre-written social media posts that I have for you in the show notes and on the blogs, the blog page, the blog site, the blog page, whatever it's called. And that address, in case you don't want to go into the show notes, is stephfuccio, S-T-E-P-H-F-U-C-C-I-O.com forward slash pomo forward slash 56. And you can get that pre-written social media post and post it everywhere. It even fits neatly into Twitter. So yeah, you can use that if you want to help spread the word about the entire network and everything that we do. This is a one-person operation, so I really appreciate you helping us out with the marketing. (laughs) Goal number two is financial. You saw this coming. (laughs) We're our goal. We, our goal, we. Why do I keep saying we? My goal for this month is 30 coffees. 30 days, 30 episodes, 30 coffees. Why break the number trend, right? We're getting close. We have three, which is the first number. 
So all we need is, well, 27 more. <laughs> Buymeacoffee.com forward slash geopats, G-E-O-P-A-T-S. All the information on this, all the links on everything I will say or that we will say in this episode will be in the show notes that I just gave you the address to. All right. So today I have a clip from the original conversation that I had with Andy in my Shanghai apartment a year-ish ago, pre-COVID, pre-either of us leaving Shanghai, and pre-a lot of things. The list of things that has changed is long. And, uh, but we're not going to focus on that today. We're going to focus on Andy's onlineness. What did he do online when he first got online as a teenager? What did he do as an adult online in Australia? And how did that change when he moved to China? So on Geopat's online podcast, we focus on when you change location, what changes with your online habits? Not does it, because we answered that one. It does across the board, everybody's online habits changed. Even though online habits, we want to tell ourselves, come with us wherever we go. Nope. I mean, yes, but no. Things change when you change location. So the question then morphed into, how did they change? And that's what he's answering here. Fun fact, in December, I actually have a new Geopats online episode coming at you with a lovely, lovely guest that I can't wait to share with you. But that's in December, so stay tuned for that. We haven't had a new Geopats Online episode in ages, and I'm very excited to share that with you. But right now, we need to focus on Mr. Andy Curtin. <laughs> Mr. That just sounds goofy. All right, so here we go. Ba 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 ba. And yet. All right, let's get online. <laughs> I was, I was been on my phone this whole time. Have you? No. God damn it, Andy. All right, so when did you start using the internet for anything? On a regular basis. I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm in my mid-30s, so I think like most people my age, uh, we began with a dial-up modem that went, which was like, this. that was the sound of, you know, my mid-teens. Yeah. yeah, back then, I don't know. I, I, I'm not a super geeky person, but I went through a phase of like building computers because I saw the internet as being That really... sounds pretty geeky. Yeah. Looking back, it was more geeky than I would have wanted to admit at the time. But yeah, so we had a modem and we were, you know, doing IRC. I don't know if I'm showing. IRC. I have heard that. Oh, that came up in a previous interview. Remind me what that is. Yeah, I'm definitely older than you if you don't know what I'm No, you're not. I just wasn't that geeky yet. Uh, I don't know why IRC was that geeky. But then, you know, that morphed into... um, what was it? The little ICQ, you know, yeah. MSN Messenger and all of that. MySpace. IRC is what, like a chat room? Yeah, it was a predecessor to to ICQ. So, what were you looking? <laughs> this is a good time to say that I'm market. This podcast is marked explicit, so don't feel the need to censor. <laughs> <laughs> what? What well, were you I'm doing? Not, we on just assume that I'm going to drop some perverted answer to that question. Whenever I say chat like, room, so what, like, what yeah. filthy things were you doing, you animal? No, the innocent. The internet was actually remarkably innocent at that point. It was. Bullshit. No, I mean the internet that I was on, and I, and it really? wasn't. Yeah, because it was so small, it wasn't filtered. Mm. Like, the whole idea that you have a nannied internet didn't exist back then. No. You could access whatever people were putting out there. And chat rooms, like, it was, we were definitely trying, there was a thing someone said the other day, it said, it was like age, sex, location, sex being gender, 
was like how you would embark on a conversation with yeah. someone. Yeah. And if they were sufficiently interesting based on those three things, then you would just chat to them. But that was pretty much it. I mean, we were just blown away that we could talk to people somewhere else yeah. that were in Kenya, although they were probably down the street lying about their location. What year would you put that at? Like the beginning of your IRC days? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I could easily be proven wrong, but I guess, you know, I was 15 in like 1998. So maybe around then, I guess. Oh, yeah. See, I wasn't really online until the early aughts. Oh, wow. With like you miss hot that mail one? stuff. I was in the US. Oh, yeah. No, <laughs> yeah. I think that's yeah, the I dividing. Think I got the internet there until recently, actually. It was Greg, actually, from the Brancock podcast that brought up IRC, now that I think about it. And he was in Canada. Canada was ahead of us? Damn it. Oh, yeah. You know, it's Canadian. Freaking A. Now I'm really just going to cry. What topics were you chatting about? <laughs> Do you remember? Nothing. No. Yeah, I mean, we were trying to meet people we could call. I remember we, we said to get some girl gave us her phone number and we called and then we're like, oh my gosh, she answered and hung up. You know, a little <laughs> bit much. So you were you were chatting with people online that you were that live near you? Yeah, I mean, there was definitely like a lot of people we kind of dialed into and in, in Australia, but uh, I, I, you know, I, there was nothing really notable going on yeah, yeah. that I would remember strongly. Wait, were you calling people internationally? You're calling them. Oh, no, no, no. The people we called were in Australia. Oh, okay. 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 So moving on from the chat rooms, what it was the next big thing that you did online? I don't know. I mean, I guess the, uh, at some point, I think it really, it's hard to remember. I mean, we were sort of using Hotmail came along. Everyone bonkers. Remember everyone had a Hotmail? I remember when I moved to China. It's very funny. In 2009, yeah. and I lived with an American guy, and he said, oh, can you give me your email address? And I gave him a Hotmail address, and he thought I was giving him a fake address or like an old address because yeah. Americans didn't use Hotmail in, at, by that stage. I know one person who still uses Hotmail. Yeah, and he yeah. was like, <laughs> and then by the time he realized that Australians still use Hotmail, he was like, hey, the 90s called. They want their email server Oh, <laughs> that's cruel. I mean, it didn't work that much worse than any other... Email. It sucks now. It's like my spam one that I give out. But um, yeah, it was fine then. I didn't, Gmail didn't, took a little while to take hold in Australia, I think. So Hotmail, MySpace. Yeah. And then I guess by the time I was in university, they had, places had internet in them. In the walls, remember back then you'd plug into the wall, it wasn't Wi-Fi. The DSL connection. Yeah. 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 It was all cables in fact you know what no i remember in school we had laptops and uh we would plug into the walls and you know in the classroom yeah 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 seriously yeah and it was so funny because back then like laptops were it was really easy to break the screen we we, we get you know, we in australia you get the tram to school or melbourne at least and your bag gets banged every single day someone would open their bag and just like a smashed screen laptop like every day and the hard drives broke all the time oh my god were the screens fixable back then for a good bit of money yeah you had to wait i'm still focused on this you guys had dsl cables for every student in the rooms I, you know what i guess i guess so yeah that's amazing i think they had like uh I can't even remember what they call them because I haven't had them so long. But you would get like a box and everyone could plug, multiple people could plug into it. That is so crazy Networking. to me. No, I know what you mean. They're it's just so funny, on the table. The name of it because it's just a completely obsolete. Well, it's not obsolete, yeah. but for most people, for for like home use, it's obsolete. In some public libraries in the U.S., they still have those. Like in the middle of the giant study air tables, 
they'll still have those and you can plug into them. Yeah. It's faster and more reliable than the Wi-Fi. But I think we completely skipped over that step in the U.S. We went straight from no computers in the room to everybody bringing their laptop and hoping that their battery lasted through class. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, no, that wasn't a big jump. So there was like, you know, IRC of like 15 and then I think about 16, like we all got laptops. But it was mostly just, you know, type, you know Word documents and taking notes and stuff yeah. like that. Um, there wasn't a lot to do on the internet, I think, at that point. And I remember back then, it was so funny, like people, they didn't have like pa- password security sucked back then. And I remember you could get like an app and just figure out people's passwords really easily. <laughs> <laughs> What did you do with them? Yeah, I remember one guy, he's like, he's like, I was like, I could get a new computer. He's like, no, you couldn't. I clicked on this thing and I was like, oh, Lindsay? <laughs> His password was just like in the dictionary of possible passwords, that, top, top 100 passwords that people use. Really? Do people use the same passwords? Back then, no one put numbers. It was just, people just had a word. It'd be like, you know, your, your dad's name or your, you know, depending on your, your animal's name or something. Some people did use password as their password. Yeah, still do. That's Trips me. Still do? Really? Oh, yeah. But I hate, I feel like the whole password thing is just stupid. Like, it's, they've, they've got to come up with a better idea. I spent so much I'm time. not giving you the thumbs up. I'm actually saying the bio whatever thingy. What the hell is that called? I can't think of it now. When you have to do your thumbprint. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. That's a little Orwellian for me. But but I just think that it, just logically, like this whole thing where, like I called the bank the other day and they asked me a couple of questions like, we can't verify you. I'm like, how can you not verify me? It's me. Like, you're not asking the right questions. And then at the end, it was because like I typed my mother's maiden name in lowercase instead of capitalizing the first letter. And it took me two weeks to get access to a bank account because of that. And it's like, can we reason a little bit? Like, these crazy password requirements. It's like, who gives a shit? No, I don't care if anyone gets into my my obsolete email account or, or, you know... Yeah, like a letter, a number, capital letter, special symbol. We'll give you a discount if you sign up for our bookstore. Oh, you need to have a password. Who's going to use my... I bought one book from your bookstore... I'm like, oh, God, they're going to crack in and buy other books from my, under my name right. with their own money? Oh, it's crazy. And then, they, like, every few months for some passwords, the systems, you oh have to create God. a new one. Yeah, and then like, all of your passwords are different. The company I'm working for, I think, once someone high up the food chain just cracked it on that because they just got called in and they're like, we're not going to make you change your password any month anymore. I'm like, yeah, great. Thank God. Yeah. And now they sell services where you can store all of your passwords. I, I, I tell you, if anybody wants my life... Yeah. Get my phone. Right. <laughs> Every password is in there in a document because I'm not remembering anything. Because how can you remember? You have to change them every 20 you seconds. You can't. You absolutely can't. Yeah. And my work one does change every Also, I every one of my family months. has the same password for everything. Yeah. And when I go home, like I literally go to my brother's bank banking account. Dear listener, feel free to hack in it. Yeah. So not only can you steal my life, you can steal the life <laughs> of all of my immediate family members. Oh, gosh. Yeah, no passwords. Yeah, there does need to be something else. That doesn't seem like... It's just one of those things where you're like, hey, hey, you know how you guys are like trying to you know, build this useless technology, like toilets that clean themselves or something? Or, like, can we just... That doesn't sound useless to me. All right. That was a bad example. <laughs> I don't clean toilets, so I don't give a shit who cleans it. But <laughs> you get my point. <laughs> There's lots of things being invented that we don't need. Oh, the, um, the refrigerators where you can see what's in there while you're grocery shopping. I'm oh, still trying to work idea. that out. Really? <laughs> I don't, smart refrigerators. I'm like, 
I would rather that every other piece of technology that we currently have works as opposed to me knowing what's in my refrigerator. Yeah, the frequency with which stuff breaks down yeah. is a little Yeah, testing. I feel like we need some quality control before we do smart appliances. Yeah. But it's already too late. It started. Ba, 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 ba. Thank you so much to Andy for coming on the podcast way back when. I was a fan of his work with Stuck in the Middle, his old podcast with Mama Hoo Hoo. I was a virtual stranger, every pun intended in that phrase. And he came over to my apartment and we recorded that episode. And um, yeah, we've been pod buddies ever since, uh, podcast buddies ever since. That would sound weird in some circles. Anyway, so yeah, it's amazing what can happen with these connections that we make while making a podcast. And I feel very, very fortunate for having met everybody who is returning in the month of November and for all the guests that aren't, but I hope will eventually do their own like check-in episodes at some point once I get organized, if that day ever comes. (laughs) Anyway, this episode is brought to you by yeah, me, Steph Fuccio, and well, and my digital self can be found at stephfuccio.com, where I offer custom services, including, but not limited to, podcast editing, podcast consulting, and so much more. The full show notes can be found at stephfuccio.com forward slash napodpomo forward slash 56. This is a daily experience for one, two, three, four more days. So I will be back tomorrow with an extra special episode that I cannot wait to share with you, but I will. (laughs) All right. See you tomorrow.